Welcome to Geek Therapy. On this episode, the the day that Rogue One is released, we're going to talk about something called nostalgia therapy. All right. So, have you watched anything this week, or read anything? Anything good? Anything good? I've I've read some Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel is always good. It is always good. It's Representation. Always good. Pakistani oh, American, sure. yeah. Um, but I started geek. reading. Yes, huge geek. Oh my gosh! One of the issues I read, she was doing uh, fanfic, like fanfic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. But yeah, I just read the stuff that um, that happens after Secret Wars. Um, so when they started the numbers over at one again. Oh. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of like teenage angst and. Um, dealing with, uh, I think, I think that's when I was reading. She, the the guy that has liked her since she was little. Um, is that is that post Secret Wars? Yeah. No. Yeah, because yeah, he tells her he loves her before Secret Wars. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But you're then right, now right. he's got a girlfriend. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And yeah. she wants to hate him and hate her because. She got too busy with being an Avenger to realize, oh, shit, life went on without me. (laughs) And she feels like it was just yesterday that he was in love with her. Um, And I feel like a a lot of teenagers, young adults, even adults can relate to, you know, having feelings and then still dealing with the person and not wanting to... And being jealous and not wanting to see them with someone else. Um, I think there's a lot of other stuff in there that I... But that was the main thing that stood out to me. Was like the relationships and the trying to juggle being a good friend. Being a good daughter and sister. um, Because her brother is getting married. And she's got to be a part of all of that. So she's got to be... She's got all these hats she has to wear. Being an Avenger. And then just being Miss Marvel in her hometown and then being a student and having to be in school and being a good friend and then being um, being a good family member, a good sister, a good daughter. And it's just too much at once for her. And she's trying to figure out how to balance that. And that's definitely relatable to anyone who has a life. <laughs> I mean, this is this is this is why the library is so great. I am 99% sure that I made an entry for this when I read that many, 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 many months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we're talking about – and I mean, and I'm always behind on comics about – usually about six months, right? I've talked about yeah. how I – because I do the Marvel Unlimited and those comics come out six months after. So yeah. sometimes I let them pile up. So I'm usually at least six months after. So if I read that about six months ago, that means you're, you're pretty far I'm, behind. I am not on top of things – a lot because I have a giant stack of comics to read. And you do the uh, you do the um you do the trades too. I do so, the trades, so I read yeah. a whole chunk at once. Yep. But this is why it's good to to have the library. Like in this yeah. case, maybe there was something in that issue that or, or in that volume that I didn't necessarily think about when I made my entry. You can go back and just edit it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, no, Miss Marvel Miss Marvel is great. Again, it means a lot to a lot of people. Um, oh yeah. Again, not only 
again, it's a cultural representation. It's that age. It's the way they deal with relationships in general. It's fantastic. Yeah. And it is a lot of fun to when that book starts, she's on the all new, all different Avengers, which also has Miles Morales, Spider-Man, who is yep. about her age. And, and I read the first trade of the, that, and we did talk about a little bit about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Nova's there too, which is who, yeah. and he's even younger than they are. So yeah. it's, it's cool. It's cool. No. Yeah, and watching the the divide kind of between the older Avengers, the adults, mm-hmm. and the kids. Yep. Um, and that's the book where yeah. Vision uh, like purges all emotion. His emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. Yeah. Mark Wade. All right. Um, Been reading anything else? That's all I've been reading this week. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I picked up the March trilogy. Have you read it yet? I have not. Um, I think I think we've been waiting to buy it until the uh, we knew it was going to be a trilogy. Yeah. So we wanted to wait. Um, but yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, the the third volume came out recently, and it it won um, it won some awards. And I, uh, there's a new bookstore close to me, and the I went there the day that it opened, and they had the trilogy in a box set. And I was like, oh, I want it so badly, but I don't do physical comics, so no, you don't. yeah. So I picked up the trilogy, and I, I look forward to bringing that one up here because yeah, I haven't even started reading it because I knew I knew it was going to be three. I wanted to wait for the whole thing. I'm thinking that's going to be like some Christmas reading while I'm away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I've mentioned Moon Girl and Moon Girl Devil and Dinosaur. Devil Dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. I was like, De- what? Red Dinosaur? Devil Dinosaur. Um, something. I haven't even read it and I know it. I know. I know. No, it's it's it's. <laughs> I've said how much I love that book. And mm-hmm. one thing that I didn't bring up last time is that Moon Girl is a potential inhuman. And she's actually driven by the idea that so so for example, for for contrast, right? Um Ms. Marvel is an inhuman. And the first issue of her book is her being caught in the Terrigen Mist and becoming Ms. Marvel. Right? Right. And in her case, she doesn't physically transform but she does get these powers where she can kind of move her like modify her her shape right yeah she's got healing powers and can yeah bend her body around weird and make herself big and big in yep <laughs> and then shrinking uh <laughs> she <laughs> right so she 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 gets these powers but like physically she's still the same person and then you know Great power, great responsibility, blah blah blah. She she becomes a hero, and she she admires like her favorite hero is Captain Marvel. So she takes on like her 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 costume is actually a version, a more colorful version of Captain Marvel's old costume. It's very cool. yeah. Willow Wilson on a panel at San Diego Comic Con was talking about how it's kind of like a a fangirl. The original costume when she first builds it is kind of like a fangirl like trying to cosplay as an old thing but as an old Miss Marvel costume but with a new twist on it yeah yeah Um, yeah instead of a dress it's like a t-shirt with leggings right it's it's pretty cool yeah 
Um, and that's why it's so exciting. Right before Secret War, uh, Secret Wars, that last issue where she gets to partner up with that was with so Catherine cool. Marvel. I know. Yeah, uh, like there was, the payoff was good. And uh, so, so she's an Inhuman, right? But Moon Girl, she knows that she has the Inhuman gene, and she knows that the Terrigen Mist is out there in the world, and she is really, really scared about what is going to happen to her if she ever gets caught up in the mist. So her, her entire first uh, six issues, her whole arc is actually like her motivating fact. Her motivating factor is finding a way to not become an inhuman. Hmm. She's very, very scared about that. And she, so she has this secret that she doesn't tell her parents about. And she's, it's, it's a secret that she's carrying all alone, right? It's kind of, it's kind of sad to think that they're like, you know, Kamala's right over in Jersey City. <laughs> it's yeah. not that far. <laughs> you know, you could probably have a chat. Um, and then the Inhuman Royal Family is always around, you know, willing to to help out. But she's, but she doesn't really know that. She's just really, really scared of what's going to happen if that ever, if if she gets to that point. Um, so she's always very conscious of the mist. I think she has a like a radar that knows when the mist is coming. So again, she's a she's a really interesting character. And then I just started the second arc, which is so cool. I, I won't I won't go into it, but um, it has a lot to do with that idea that was very prevalent in the in the first in the first um, arc. So it's really good. It's really good. Like you you can see. Like again, she's like a little girl. Yeah. She does she you know she doesn't feel like she fits in. She and and just the fact that she also has this secret. And this fear surrounding that secret, and she doesn't want to tell her parents because they don't. They, her parents don't understand anything about her, so they wouldn't possibly understand this. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh man, it's a good book. It's a good book. Mm-hmm. So I did ask you to watch an episode of Black Mirror over yes. over the weekend, and, and I'd heard so many good things about this episode before oof. I even had you tell me to watch it so 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 i i don't want to spoil anything about it right i'm just i'm just so glad you saw it because i um yeah if you can't say anything about the episode really like there's so much you uh, i don't know the episode is so good it's incredible so good it's incredible but but there's uh if you even start to tell anything I was trying to explain it to my coworker today. You start to, I started to tell her the story, and I'm like, "But I'm gonna spoil it for you. I don't know how to describe it." And she was like, "Well, just tell me, because I'll probably forget by the time I watch it anyway." So, oh, that ain't true. It's hard. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> but, but but it's a good jumping off it's, it's point, good. right? It's it's season three, episode four. It's called San Junipero, and it takes place in 1987. And it's these two characters who have this relationship. And really, the the I'll leave it at that. I, I, if you've never seen an episode of Black Mirror, go watch that. If you've seen any episode of the past um, and you didn't like the show or for whatever reason you're behind, just jump to 3.4. Watch I've Sanjay never Nipero. watched it and, and I'm going to, but I've never watched it. And then I watched this episode and it's oh, it's so good. I know. It's, it's so, so good. good. So, so I, I read an interview. Um, with with the creator of the show. And he said that he was uh, inspired by this idea of nostalgia therapy. So you can imagine, Mike, immediately uh, my ears perked up and uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to know what he was talking about. 
So basically, he's saying I should just go play all those '90s videos games. Well, you know, like, like <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, like nostalgia therapy. What, what does that mean? We, we, you know, we say geek therapy, but that's not a, you know, it's not like a. It's not a modality or exactly. Anything. It's not. No, a, it's just how you apply that to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But actually, nostalgia therapy is a thing. Let mm-hmm. me let me read something to you. It's story time with Josue. Yep. It's a. Uh, it's. Read a Wikipedia entry from... No, actually, read a New York Times article excerpt <laughs> with Josue. Um, so Dr. Constantine Sedecidis, uh, he, he's been studying this idea. <laughs> That's a great name. It is. I know, I know. He's been, he's been studying uh, this concept of nostalgia therapy for years. So in this interview, he says, Nostalgia has been shown to counteract loneliness boredom, and anxiety. It makes people more generous to strangers and more tolerant of outsiders. Couples feel closer and look happier when they're sharing nostalgic memories. On cold days or in cold rooms, people use nostalgia to literally feel warmer. Nostalgia Mm. does have its painful side. It's a bittersweet emotion, but the net effect is to make life seem more meaningful and death less frightening. When people speak wistfully of the past, they typically become more optimistic and inspired about the future. So all of that stuff that he's saying is a result of his own research that he's been doing for over 10 years on the idea of nostalgia. And so, you know, so they started talking about nostalgia therapy, the application of nostalgia to, to you know, to feel better. And to do different things, like including feeling warmer. That one I thought was really interesting. That one I thought was weird, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so so you know, you're talking about a, a physical reaction and which which is not surprising. And uh he, one thing that he said that that I loved is that he he found through his research that nostalgia and the effects the positive effects of nostalgia are a universal feeling that transcend cultures and you know, it can be found all around the world. So I want to talk about that a little bit because ah, right now, you know, I wonder what it would have been like to like be alive in the, I don't know, maybe the 50s, 60s, 70s when probably the equivalent of, of our geek culture now would be future facing, like science fiction mm-hmm. and things like that, right? Versus now it's... We live very much, or, or or nostalgia is such a big part of geek culture, where we're constantly looking back at our favorite retro stuff gaming and, with yes. the NES, the NES system that came Mini. out, and everyone's demanding demanding the like a a, a Super Nintendo Mini or like. Demanding, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. like, no, now we want one. I've seen, I've seen so many posts, and I know, um, I know, and and so like, uh, I just. I just binge watch over the past two months all every single new episode of Dragon Ball Super, right? And <laughs> so that that is hundreds and hundreds of episodes now that I've seen of Dragon Ball, and I've and I've rewatched Dragon Ball Z um, many of the episodes multiple times. And this uh, this is like a new series, but it's a continuation of the of Dragon Ball Z, which was very popular. It had been 18 years since there was, um, I believe, the last like new thing of Dragon Ball Z. It may have been more. I'm not sure. but And it's a continuation, but it has so many callbacks, not even to Dragon Ball Z, but to Dragon Ball, which is the original series, which came before that. And it mm-hmm. is 
I'm enjoying it so much because it's very respectful of all of that. It's not a rehash. The same things don't happen again. Um, one of the one of the weird things that Dragon Ball GT, which is another sequel series that happened many years ago without the original creator. I'm going I'm going deep here. But in GT, one of the things they did were, was that they made the main character, Goku, they made him a child again, like in the original series. Huh. But in this version, which is the canonical continuation now to Dragon Ball Z, um, that doesn't happen. It's just it's a continuation. He's he's a grown man, they don't go all the way back. And the way they deal with like yeah. Making him a child again and having him relive, uh, like, uh, you know, that's definitely a way to uh, call back <laughs> to the original series where he was a child most of the time. But this series doesn't, doesn't do that. It doesn't, it's not as on the nose. Um, it, it very much uh, just continues and takes everything that was great about it and builds upon it. In my opinion, that's, that's the way I've seen it, the way I've enjoyed it. Has many elements and it keeps growing you know to the point where you're at this point we're traversing multiple universes and realities like it's it's exponentially getting ridiculous and i love it for it <laughs> it's very much dragon ball but but moving forward and and i don't know like uh, i think i think that some of this and and you can help me kind of sort out my my thoughts about this but this is kind of why i i really for many reasons i hated the force awakens because I felt like it was <laughs> right because I feel like it it didn't move anything forward it it went backwards and retold things um the same way it's like the Dragon Ball GT of the Star Wars universe see but I see all the little like I focus I love Force Awakens because it was kind of that like there's also all the gaps like you're wondering who is Rey what happened between uh, Return of the Jedi and uh, Force Awakens. I mean, we're about to go see uh, this week. Rogue One comes out. We're go- we're gonna get to that. We're, we're gonna, gonna go. Yeah. B- yeah, we're going back to that. But like, um, the books that I've been reading have been little pieces to kind of connect how the world has shifted in that time and not at the same time. And so, it's really like. You talk now, I know one of your arguments was, you know, the world hasn't changed in 30 years. In 30 years, it hasn't changed. It's worse. It's worse. But when you look at our our period of time in, in our, like, in the last, I don't know, few centuries, yes, uh, 30 years means a whole lot of change. But when you go further back than that, there's not much change in 30 years. So... Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how, I mean, the dark ages lasted a, a long time. Um, now you're, now you're just justifying, um, the... it's a space fantasy, but, but see, yes, <laughs> yes. And, and that's kind of, that's kind of my, my point. I think, right. Based on the reviews, like neither of us have seen Rogue One yet, but we will have seen it by the time anybody listens to this conversation. So, and, and we'll see how, how we feel about it. But based on the reviews, you know, it's a brand new story that does tell, like, it, t- it tells you, it's, it's what you're describing, right? Like, there's a gap there that we didn't know was there. And there's this awesome story in a story that we already knew. But it is a, a new story, story. that happens before the first Star Wars we ever saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As a collect, not individual people, because some people have watched prequels through whatever. But, like, this happens before the first thing 
that most of us a prequel to the originals, saw. which is not a sequel to the prequels. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's so complicated. But and in an era of storytelling that is going to be and and I don't I don't know. It's ugh, it's going to be so good. But I, 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 I think hopes. so. I think so too, right? I think so too. I think it's going to take some of my favorite things about the Star Wars universe and is going to tell me a different story with them, right? Where where I find that um, the again we're g- going back to to I guess nostalgia done wrong and nostalgia done done right maybe is what I'm 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 going at here. Um, well, okay, nostalgia is a opinion. huge thing. You've got Netflix sure. with Fuller House and the Gilmore ge- Girls. Which I never got into Gilmore Girls, but it's a big thing. And they had their whole new series. Fuller House just came out with its second season. But these are so these are two examples of taking what you had and continuing it because they could have redone it. Right. Oh, yeah. They could have relaunched Gilmore Girls with two new. Like Ghostbusters did. Uh, Yes. Right. Yes. Which. So let me see. Let me see. How would I look at. Ghostbusters, because Ghostbusters is a contemporary it's a complete, story. It's a contemporary story with a complete relaunch. With a, but like, it's a different. It's not a reboot. I mean, it's not a. Oh, what's the word? It, for? It's a reboot. It's not a. It's not a. A remake, continue. right? It's yeah. not a remake. That's that's what I want to get at, right? Yeah, it's a reboot. Not. A it's remake. not the same four guys in the same place, right? It's yeah. and and the whole movie has this feel of like it's in a parallel universe, right? Like some of the things tried to be the same, but they didn't work out exactly the same. Um, yeah, and, and, and there's so many like uh, what is the new series coming out? Emerald City, which is supposed to be a modern take on uh, Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, my mom's from Wichita, Kansas, which is where Dorothy is from. So, uh. <laughs> did you ever see the the Sci-Fi Channel version with Zoe Deschanel, where she played no, Dorothy? I need to see this. <laughs> I don't know. I, I started. I didn't like it too much. Uh, I never finished it. But but these are these are all. This is good, right? This is. It mm-hmm. just shows the point that these things keep everything. Like now, it's it's it. It's money if you make it come back, right? If you make something come mm-hmm. back. But mm-hmm. then how do you do that? Do you move it forward or do you redo it? Do you go back and undo it, right? Like that That's how I feel about Force Awakens. Force Awakens took a whole movie and kind of undid some of the things that you probably thought were, were happening, right? Like yeah. the rebellion got pushed back. Backwards, and you're like, the oh, Skywalker- the world is all happy now, and they're all gonna have peace and all this. And then you come back, and you're like, but I think that was part of the point of the story was you show up, and it's like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, it, and the, nothing the sky- changed. The Skywalkers <laughs> took ten steps back, right? Things are mm-hmm. bad for everybody, um, and and the. Again, the empire is stronger. The rebellion, like everything, was just worse. Right? And I, I get it. That that's your choice to to tell the story. But it has a. Um, but you you took all these elements and you made a choice, right? And that's the choice mm-hmm. that you made. Um, when when we've actually seen, like bef- before they they got rid of the extended universe, we saw a world right. where that you wasn't could the see case. The world and it was a strong Jedi population and, and like exactly. And you have and then you you escalate with. Bigger threats and blah blah blah, and you extend right. Like there's there's different ways to do it. So so I don't know. So uh, that's why how I feel about that. I'm super excited about Rogue One because it's not going to retell a story that we've told before. It's no. something brand new. I mean, it's, actually, it's it could filling in plot holes and giving us more information about what happened. 
So, so to be fair, Force Awakens is a new story, but it repeated events, right, in a different way. And to the point where they're, like, they're even – it's almost like – it's almost conscious of how – of what they're doing, right? Because like when they show um, Starkiller base versus the Death Star, right? It's like it's mm-hmm. the same but bigger, <laughs> right? I don't think they yeah. could actually do this entirely. They could show that there was actually another Death Star before the first Death Star that we saw, right? So there's actually three, and then they go through a trench run, and then they do the whole thing. But it's Jin who who um, fires the torpedoes into the into the exhaust instead of <laughs> Luke, right? Like they could do that if they wanted, and it's a smaller Death Star. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna do that from the reviews. I don't think um, that's gonna happen. I- I don't think they're going to do that from the book I read. <laughs> uh, Which book? Lost Stars. Um, that was the one I told you a couple weeks ago about um, where it's told two me, but friends. You didn't tell the listener. I did. I told the listeners I was reading Lost Stars. Oh, like, I zoned out. A Continue. Couple weeks ago. <laughs> you, you do that. Um, plus, you might have edited it out. <laughs> I do that. I do that. Yeah. So the book I've been reading is Lost Stars um, by Claudia Gray. Um, and it's one of the ones that came out, a book that came out like leading up to Force Awakens to give people a hint of what was going on. Um, and in the story, two friends, um, the, it, the, the book starts right after um, the Empire takes hold or like eight years after. But you find out these two friends grow up on um, a planet called Jellican, which has now been brought into the Empire. And they become, like, the best pilots. And it, the, as the story continues, you see them go through the Academy uh, for the, the Imperial Academy, and you see all these events from the Star War, the original Star Wars trilogy happen through their eyes. So you see the original Death Star blow up. You see... Um, the Battle of Hoth. You see um, the Battle of Endor and the second Death Star blowing up. And a little bit afterwards. And you even get to see the, the Battle of Jakku. With, okay. and, and you find out um, how that Star Destroyer ended up in, in the sand. Gotcha. So, but you don't know really for cool. sure. It doesn't allude to anything necessarily that you know is going to be in Rogue One. No, it doesn't okay. allude to anything in Rogue One. It does mention, like, the the Death Star being like the first Death Star, and I don't think they would go against that. But okay, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They might have some characters or something from from the book in there. They did pull in like, oh, there's Princess Leia over there, and like, yeah. So, so, so to me, know. that sounds like nostalgia done right. Because mm-hmm. again, this is an opinion, but. Um, you're revisiting all of this stuff that you love in a way through through the lens of now. Right. Right. Instead of actually going back and seeing that because, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you, I don't know. I don't know if we've ever had this conversation, but you know, Star Wars came out late seventies, uh, mm-hmm. early eighties. The prequels came out 2000, right? Early two thousands. Yeah. Um, there's, there's generations of different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are kids who grew up with Jedi's being these flipping, you know, super powered um, beings, 
And for other people, it was like more of a, a you know, it was different, right? You only yeah. had the one or two Jedi's in in the original in the original uh, trilogy. So it's very, very different. And then you have perhaps an entirely different generation that grew up on the Clone Wars, which mm-hmm. is more of the prequels, right? So there's there's different versions of uh, of this stuff. So so for me, I didn't go see the original Star Wars movies in theaters. Those were something that I had on tape, but I saw the original, I saw the prequels in theaters. I, I saw them in theaters when they did the, the, the what was it, the, 10th anniversary or 20 it was the 20th anniversary of everything um so what, the, the, like the special theaters. editions or was that before special yeah, editions? yeah i think that was the special editions so and that, that's still I think not that the was same before experience. the prequels came out they yeah, did that run yeah and that's still not the same experience right that's not like no. being a kid and seeing that for the first time and there's nothing else like it right um and to me when star wars the prequels came out i saw that on on mm-hmm. in a theater and I believe there was nothing else like it at the time. And so the the prequels hold like a very special place in my heart. Huh. And it's it's so interesting to have these conversations with different people because a lot of people disagree with everything I just said. There are some who agree. <laughs> right? And and I know a lot of people hate one movie and the other, but to me like going back to see the original trilogy is not as fun. See, I like because, it. Because because it is older, right? Like I don't I I don't want anybody to remake the original Star Wars trilogy, but it's it's not a movie I see like seeing a, a different version of the story or seeing, for example, Star Wars Rebels mm-hmm. now is very much more uh the speed, right, of where entertainment is now. And and Blasphemy. the the original trilogy doesn't do it for Blasphemy. me. In, in Although sense. I don't hate the prequels as much as yeah, everyone okay. else seems okay. to hate them. I right. know you love them. I know. My only I know. thing is I could have done without Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> mm. So regardless, right, it's a it's it's like it's a different way form of nostalgia. Like to oh, yeah. me, the Star Wars the original Star Wars trilogy isn't nostalgic. It's a like an interesting f- history, right? It's mm-hmm. part of history, but it's not part of my history necessarily. And and but the prequels are because I have memories of seeing those in theaters with my parents and and, you know, midnight screenings and, and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, it's I don't know, it's it's different. It's interesting how different things like how you have, um, you know, like your your thing mm-hmm. and then going back to it. How do you go back to that? Do you is is simply revisiting it. Like you mentioned retro gaming, right? Yeah. So you can go back and you can buy an NES Mini and play the old games. I have my Super Nintendo hooked up to my uh, 32-inch, oh, sorry, 40-inch LED TV, and it works fine. Yeah, so there's that. Or you could play a game like Shovel Knight or Rogue Legacy or Undertale, which is a brand new game that uses the style and it is a callback to that right so mm-hmm. i don't i don't know exactly how the nostalgia therapy right. uh you know researcher um defines this type of thing and i i actually i i i think you know nostalgia is the the revisiting like the mental revisiting right, right. so like rewatching the original star wars trilogy isn't necessarily nostalgia but the Force Awakens is nostalgic because it is such a callback to all these old things. 
Yeah. Right. I don't know. I guess, you, know? you can ruin things for yourself by going back and trying to from your childhood, try, going back and trying to watch them. Um, oh, have you seen in the Rogue One trailer how the Death Star looks? Like it's incredible. Like mm. that, it didn't look like that when it first came out. You know, <laughs> it's it's okay. I will still love the. I've watched the original trilogy recently, and I still love it. So sometimes it sucks when you go back and watch something, um, and it totally ruins the the feel for it, and your memories are ruined. But sometimes it's great. Um, I ended up going to Alternative Press Expo. Um, which is a small convention near locally for um, indie comics creators. And a guy had made a, uh, a um, graphic novel of Ricky Tiki Tavi, which is uh, one of Rudyard Kipling's uh, stories that was collected with the jungle book. Um, and I used to watch a cartoon Ricky Tiki Tavi and I had a, like a, a kid's book with pictures that looked like just the animation. Um, and I uh, picked up the graphic novel and I instantly wanted to buy it because I loved it. And it reminded me of being a little kid and watching this cartoon with my mom and my dad. Um, and it was a modern take on it. So the family in the cartoon is a, um, a British family living in India, like, during the, the occupation of India and when it was part of the United Kingdom. Um, and, or the British Empire. Um, but now it's a modern take on, um, it's, I think it's still a white family living in India, but, um, it's definitely like they have a television and that kind of thing. And it's really cool. Um, I liked it, but it inspired me to make my wife watch Ricky Tiki Tavi with me. And sometimes that goes badly. Um, making someone watch something that you really liked as a kid and then um, they don't enjoy it as much. But um, Oh, it just kills it for you, right? Right. It's like, it hurts so bad. It does. That's that's a good that's a good way to put it. Yeah. It hurts. Oh, it's like yeah. I'm sharing something that was so important to me with you and you didn't laugh or like cry or even like say, <laughs> oh, that was cute. Um, but no, I made her watch this and I was scared. Because there have been other things we've watched um, that she didn't like so much that I had loved, and um, she loved it. I mean, it's a Chuck Jones cartoon, so she knew immediately, and Chuck Jones is, you know, like Looney Tunes and stuff. So she immediately knew from it that it was Chuck Jones, um, and everything. I could recite the whole thing still, and I hadn't watched it since I was maybe eight years old. Um, I could recite the whole thing and I could remember the sound that the mongoose makes and the, uh, how the, the cobras talk. And it was just perfect, um, perfect nostalgia. And I like curled up under the blanket and I was like, I remember sitting and watching this when it was cold out and I, my mom would make me soup. And it's Did only- you feel warmer? Oh yeah, I totally felt warmer. See, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I was also under a blanket. <laughs> I'm just saying, nostalgia. The guy, continue. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was good. Um, it was a good feeling. Which there have been other things that I've watched, um, like Power Rangers. I loved Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when I was a kid, and then I watched it on Netflix, and I was like, "What was I thinking?" Yes, <laughs> that's a, that's why I find it really funny. Um, 
like the the trailer for the new movie looks like what my what it what I think it looked like to me when I was a kid, right? There, there's so many times. That are you, are you serious? Because my friends, my friends and I went to see some movie, and this Power Rangers trailer come up, and we're like, "What movie is that for?" <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it's like it you looks don't, cool. A, yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like there's the 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 special effects look like the time you're in. The school looks like the time, right? Like there's something about that perspective and the idea of the Power Rangers. Like I, I was a member of the fan club. I was I loved the the Power Rangers. Like I oh man, did I? Love I would that, right? I would get up off the couch and do their transformation thing with them and hold my hands out in front of me. Oh, yeah, I love. Power I mean, Rangers. you know, some of us had morphers and coins, and some of us didn't. But I, yeah. I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had the action <laughs> figures that you press the button and they they transform. The head flipped in and yes. out. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, I had that. <laughs> I had I had like all of them. <laughs> like the the idea behind it was so was so awesome. And I mean, to go back now, you can clearly see that like Rita is being dubbed, right? Like oh, she's yeah. not speaking English, and and that you know. Uh, anyway, knowing now what we. But we know. Mm-hmm. I'm glad the internet. I wasn't like that. <laughs> it was. It's. It's rough, right? To go back to certain things. For me, the most shocking one recently was uh, the old He-Man cartoon. <laughs> like I rented it, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" Like I didn't remember his hair being like blonde and like this weird cut with like these bangs and like this pink shirt, and he's in his underwear. And I was like, "What? That's." That's Adam? Like, I didn't remember that at all. You know, like, it was it was so, so weird. And then just to see the, the cartoon, um, I couldn't, I almost couldn't watch it because it kind of <laughs> ruined my memories of it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, I have all these fond memories and then I go back and, and it changes it. So, so visit nostalgia sparingly and carefully, but when you get the right nostalgia, it's gold. Yeah, well, like, what what is nostalgia? Right? Is it just like us talking about like these fond memories that we had? Oh yeah. Uh, or is it or is it going back and revisiting the thing and seeing it from, you know, with all of this life experience and and just the context of the world where we live in is it's it's very different. I think I think you know like nostalgia is a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's not. An, it's a feeling. An act. Yeah. Like I, we're living in great times, you know. <laughs> like I love the fact that there's new Ninja Turtles and new Transformers movies, and you know, Power Rangers. Bring it all, bring it all on. I want to, I want more of it. I'll take the good and the bad. Like let's just keep trying. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. It's it's. It, I, I guess it depends on the feelings that you had and the feelings that you're getting out of it. Now, because yeah. when we when we watched a lot of this stuff when we were kids, we didn't think of them as pieces of art. So I don't know why why people um, like to like rip apart <laughs> some of the stuff that comes out now. Like, like it's horrible. It's like no, the stuff that you used to like was horrible. Just that you don't remember it as being horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So we're gonna remember use it. I'm, I'm I'm gonna put a link to that article, um, that New York Times article, and and some information about nostalgia therapy. And I want to read up more on it too because I. I, I, I'm. It's it's fascinating, you know. Yeah. It's, it's almost it almost. I, I can't go that far yet, right? Uh, to say that the research says that all this um, uh, retro geekery that we're doing is super healthy, <laughs> or it's good for us emotionally. But that seems to be what, like, at least this article and that and this one guy um, is suggesting. Well, and even then. Everything in moderation. If you're living in the past completely, 
and that's all you think or talk about, that could be a problem. But if you're living your life and like you enjoy playing something or or watching something or thinking about those things, those good memories you had, that's that's completely different from like I don't know fantasizing all day every day that you live in the 80s or the 90s yeah. there is um i we'll, we'll definitely talk about this more definitely over time um i'm really curious about ready player one the movie i was i was gonna say that i was yeah. gonna yeah ready player yeah. one i read the book yeah you told my me favorite... to read it i read it when i got it in my loot crate <laughs> and oh i can't wait yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, one of my favorite things about um, – one of my favorite ideas in the movie is – and I forget – I always forget the name of it. I always have to look it up. But it's the – when he relives war games. Oh. Right? So the idea is that there's this brand new type of game where you go into your favorite movie, but there's a name for the mm-hmm. – what's it called? For the – for the the type of game that it is like and they even mention it later that it becomes like this entire new type of game that's created where you kind of go back yeah. and into your favorite stuff so. but you experience it differently by like becoming Matthew Broderick inside the uh, war games or later on you're inside um Monty Python's uh Holy Grail right is that the one? Right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and then you get points by saying the the lines at the correct time. Like you're replaying the movie from inside the movie. It is so cool. Like I love that idea, and I, I, there's so many movies that I'd love to visit like that. You know, like that would be. I don't know. I think I think I think it's hard to talk about this this topic because I keep seeing ways that I'm contradicting myself. <laughs> but I think there's again, I think there's just good examples and bad examples or, you know, examples that resonated and examples that that didn't. So, I don't know. Good talk. <laughs> good good talk. Good talk, Lara. <laughs> now now uh, I'm all nostalgic. Yeah. And next week we'll talk about Rogue One because I can't wait to talk about Rogue One. And and we will talk yeah. a little bit more about all this stuff. Ooh, when are you going? Uh, Thursday night. Thursday night. Okay, and I'll go. So when people listen to this, you will have already seen last it. Night. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going Friday morning. Oh, I cannot wait! I cannot wait. Oh man! Mm-hmm. All right. So for for that and 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 more geek therapy, uh, visit geektherapy.com. On Twitter, we are at Geek Therapy. Lara is Geek Therapist on Twitter. I am Josue A. Cardona on Twitter. And we'll be back next week. 